For more than a year, ominous rumors had been privately circulating among high-level Western leaders that the Soviet Union had been at work on what was darkly hinted to be the ultimate weapon, a doomsday device. Intelligence sources traced the site of the top-secret Russian project to the perpetually fog-shrouded wasteland below the Arctic peaks of the Zokov Islands. What they were building, or why it should be located in such a remote and desolate place, no one could say. And welcome back to the broadcast. Everything you never needed to know about movies, music, and theater. So that ominous um, intro, for those who don't know, are is preparing us for our episode tonight. Um, in case anyone was waiting for this, this is your moment. We are dreamcasting Dr. Strangelove. So this is very exciting. Oh, I should say Dr. Strangelove or how I stopped, how I learned to stop worrying and love the bomb. Stanley Kubrick's amazing uh, uh, um, masterpiece. Uh, we are going to be dreamcasting it. So this is very exciting for all of us. But I must introduce my guests. It is our dreamcasting guests. Let's say that. Jen and Heidi are back. This is exciting. You guys are, you guys are, I'm close to calling you guys co-host at this point. Um, but you're, you're on more than even me. So, but this is exciting. Uh, Dr. Strangelove, that's our, our we're going to dreamcast Dr. Strangelove. How exciting are you? How excited are you guys? I'm pretty excited. I'm pretty scared too. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a, Bit of a tall order. <laughs> well, be should, yeah. Well, we should say for anyone who doesn't know, Doctor Strange Love was Stanley Kubrick's viewpoint and point of view concerning nuclear warfare and about a nuclear holocaust. Um, written by himself, Peter George and uh, Terry Southern, um, the movie talks about. Um, essentially what would happen if a rogue military person decided to launch the nukes um, towards Russia. And Russia, at the time of the Cold War, 1950s, um, would retaliate. Um, how would this all go down? So it's an interesting movie, great cast. Peter Sellers, Slim Pickens, George C. Scott, uh, to just name a few. And so tonight we're going to Dreamcast now. For those who don't remember the Dreamcast episode that we had already done, this is our second one. So this is the second in the series. And we are going to be Dreamcasting Dr. Strangelove with the Muppets. This was so strange that we decided to do this, but I love this. I love it. Um, yeah, we're, we're going to Dreamcast the Muppets. I mean, why not? This is the perfect chance to do that. Um, I mean, the Muppet Show is pretty satirical, like the original run of it. So mm -hmm. I, I feel like it fits. <laughs> well, and also, uh, I feel like Peter, it does fit. Yeah, and Peter Sellers was on it doing the German accent from Doctor Strangelove, so it's <laughs> it, it is pretty pretty clear. So so the ground rules are all Muppets um, are are up for grabs, um, but the viewpoint is you have to have at least one uh, human in the piece um i think for all of us i think for the most part we chose multiple humans um yep so um that's going to be pretty interesting so um i actually found like 
after I was, I chose a Muppet, I would like think about for some of them, like, Ooh, who are some good humans? And I would actually like to mention some like people who I was like, if I don't, if the Muppet couldn't join, you know, the Muppet <laughs> like got sick and had to take a personal day or something. And <laughs> <laughs> a busy filming schedule. <laughs> Too many conflicts. <laughs> yeah. And also the idea is that Stanley Kubrick, um, God rest his soul, would also be directing this again. So it's Stanley Kubrick directing the Muppets, which I honestly yeah. think would be quite fascinating in a esoteric sensibility, but you know, to each is their own. So this is, yeah. Stanley, Stanley Kubrick has, his birthday is the day before mine. So I found that out while re I wanted to read a little bit about him. So mm. I was like, that end of July Leo vibes are strong. <laughs> I mean, if it works, you know. Um, but yeah, Stanley Kubrick, again, Dawn of Strange Love. For us. So uh, um, for anyone who did not know, um, I actually did a reading of the screenplay with a couple of actor friends as well, which is on a previous episode. So um, I get to play uh, the George C. Scott character, which was a lot of fun. I've, that's a dream role for me. Um, but anyway, we're going to get going with this. This is exciting. Uh, but we need the appropriate music to start us off because that was just a dialogue. So let's get some music here. <laughs> And for those who don't remember the movie, this is when <laughs> there are shots of airplanes fueling in midair. <laughs> Stanley Kubrick talked about how it looked like they were doing other things in the air. <laughs> um, lots of innuendo in that movie. <laughs> lots of innuendo. Well, it's Terry Southern, what do you want? Um, there you go. <laughs> all right, I suppose let's start from the top and work our way down because I think the the big characters will probably be um, the main characters and then any uh, minor characters we can kind of name off at the end. So let's start with the very beginning. Let us start with the president, Merkin Muffley, uh, play, uh, played originally by Peter Sellers with an, uh, an American accent. So Jen, who did you cast as Mer Merkin Muffley? I cast Rizzo the Rat as president. <laughs> Um, I could just picture Rizzo with his New York accent delivering <laughs> some of these lines. Mm -hmm. Like, you can't fight in the war room! <laughs> Bringing his, you know, Rizzo flair to it. Um, also because, you know, like the, the president in this movie is um, not quite as over the top as some of the other characters and is, mm. you know, maybe, maybe a little bit more on the pathetic side um i feel like rizzo can can pull that off <laughs> well we also should say that um and i'll get into a little of the back background as well as we go but initially uh peter sellers played it with that he had a cold that he had a really bad cold so murkin muffling and you see it a little bit that he's he's wiping his nose and all that but in the in the original version uh murkin was very like kind of nasally and all that kind of stuff and Stanley loved it but he was like he has to be the anchor he has to be the straight guy in the entire piece so um but Rizzo perfect choice I, I like that Heidi who'd you have so I actually did all three of Peter Sellers roles as one person um 
or Muppet. I'm going to leave it mysterious. Um, do you want me to wait or do you want me to just say it now? I mean, you, you can two. say it now. You can, you can remind, remind us when, okay. you, when you do all three. So I chose an actor who is um, very much a chameleon. This is my human. And I chose to play all of Peter Sellers' roles, Tilda Swinton. Yes. All right. All right. Yeah. I can see that. I first first thought Taika Waititi, especially how he played Hitler in Jojo Rabbit. And I love Tilda Swinton. Um, Side story was my husband and I went on a honeymoon in Prague and we went to one store and somebody like we read in like the guidebook that Tilda Swinton has shopped there. And I was like, I'm buying something from here. And I bought like the most repulsive shirt and I can't stand it because it's the cheapest thing there. And I still like, I never wear it, but I'll never donate it just so I can be connected to her of all day because Tilda Swinton also rejects gender boundaries and is known for like an androgynous style um, recently has came out as non-binary so I know some people be like, oh, it's a female, but technically Tilda doesn't identify as t- female. And I think she can really, they can make the role really fantastic and bring mm. justice to it and have fun. Um, the other humans I thought of were Taika Waititi and the other, and then there was one other one was Martin Short. <laughs> uh, I could just mm. picture Tilda really like hamming it but being very respectful and very like turning into the character and you being unable to tell that's them in all three yeah i can see that i can i can definitely see tilda um um doing that one of my favorite roles uh, of hers is burn uh burn after reading one of my favorite movies of all time um Uh and and the fact that i also think it's I was just going to say the fact that can, she can pull off the ancient one in Doctor Strange. I mean, I think yep. she can pretty much do anything. I also think it would be kind of interesting because I look at this movie as the I look at this movie as a, a commentary of hyper masculinity, oh, and yeah. to have somebody who identifies themselves as non-binary to play the three Peter Sellers roles would be pretty hardcore. Yeah, that that would be cool. Um, yeah, there's very little females in it. Um, and for anyone who's worried, the reading that we did, pretty much it was just myself and one other gentleman and the rest were females. So we did um, gender bent the cast. So, um, so I had Kermit oh. the Frog. I had Kermit the Frog. Kermit is non-binary. So. That's true. That's true. Um, oh, Kermit. I am but, so, I, so I did have Kermit. I feel like that's the classic, you know, Kermit the Frog. But also just to hear Kermit the Frog do the um, phone call to Dimitri, to me, would be hysterical. Uh, hi, old, hi old there, uh, Dimitri. Uh, could you turn the music down, please? You know, <laughs> just, I think that's. Just I that. actually originally thought of Kermit as well, too. Yeah. I thought of Kermit. I mean, I think that's the low hanging fruit of it, but the rest of it kind of gets <laughs> interesting. Um, okay, let's move on to uh, considerably the second, the, the um, other male uh, or the other lead role, uh, General Buck. Turgeson, uh, originally played by George C. Scott. So, uh, Jen, who do you have? So, this one I decided to gender bend it, and um, which also required me to gender bend Miss Scott a little bit. Um, so, I'm excited to, <laughs> to reveal that one. Um, but I cast Miss Piggy. Um, I think yeah. Miss Piggy would be outstanding in this role. She's a pretty commanding presence, um, definitely willing to go over the top. 
Um, <laughs> and I can just picture her um, kind of doing the whole rant about when the uh, Russian ambassador is going to yeah. enter and be like, "Oh, see the big board." <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see that. Um, and then doing yeah, the whole I, I think Miss Piggy would, would yeah. rock it. <laughs> and then doing the whole like um uh you know one or two points and then it goes up to like five. Heidi, <laughs> <laughs> hey, who'd you have for Buck Turgeson? So I actually had someone different because I like we all know Kermit the Frog as being calm, cool, and collective, but I chose Kermit because um I read that Stanley Kubrick, um, Kubrick forced kind of forced um, George C. Scott to overact his role, and George C. Scott got really annoyed with it. So I can kind of like see maybe some like Kermit getting vexed with it and going in that whole like arm flailing like ah, <laughs> mode that he sometimes goes in when he just cannot hold himself together anymore. So that's why I chose Kermit. You'll see the big board. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's hilarious. So I went completely off the reservation and I have Fozzie Bear playing Buck Turgeson. And the reason for that is because I feel like Buck Turgeson spends a lot of time like with a fried egg on his face, like no one is listening to him, no one cares what he has to say. And and just Fozzie Bear doing the whole like um if you've got a really good um pilot if he's sharp you know and he can barrel that plane in and all that kind of stuff i'd love just to hear fozzie bear doing that and like um not to get ahead but um i did because you have fozzie bear and he he's always like trying to do the comedy and you always have stadler and waldorf um in the balcony just heckling the heck the heck out of him so the um assistant mr staines the national security advisor would be both stadler and waldorf <laughs> So like every time Turgeson says something like, oh, we'll do this. And they're like, oh, no, you won't, blah, blah, blah. you know, so I kind of put the two together and for the chemistry. Um, and since I already kind of put that there, um, quickly, Mr. Staines, Jen, who do you have? I chose Scooter. Oh, Scooter? I had yep. him for, I had him for a while and then I changed it to the Fozzie Bear bit, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, my reasoning there is just he's sort of the stage manager for the Muppets, so he's kind of fielding a lot of uh, calls and everything and trying to organize this whole wacky situation, so it's like, ah, Scooter, there we go. <laughs> yeah. uh, Heidi, who'd you have for Stains? So I didn't really remember Stains that well, I had to kind of like Google who he was, as horrible as it sounds, but so I chose someone who's forgotten by many, but I adore him, and I love him and everybody forgets about him. And I'm like, I'm just going to throw him in here. But I chose Bean the bunny. I love Bean. <laughs> yeah. And that's why. No, no reason. <laughs> Bean doesn't get the love that he deserves. He really doesn't. Um, yeah. That'd be cool with that. All right. Let's move on. So let's do, let's go to, let's stay in the war room and let's do, um, let's do the man, Dr. Strangelove. Um, or in German, Werktegliden. Uh, Jen, who do you have for Dr. Strangelove? All right, this one I struggled with so much. I kept going back and forth and I was like, do I do a Muppet? But then he's gonna have to do a Nazi salute. Like, can I have a Muppet doing a Nazi salute? So I went with a human <laughs> um, and my human Dr. Strangelove is James Spader. Um, I feel like 
he could um, definitely do that part justice. Um, he's really good at playing like weird, unsettling characters. Um, and I think he would be very enjoyable to, <laughs> to watch in that very uh, memorable role. Yeah, I can, I can see Jane Spader. I mean, the fact that, you know, people don't like Age of Ultron that much in terms of Marvel movies. I think James Spader gave a great performance in Ultron. And so he can play villains very, very, very well. And he probably has no problem. He said the N-word in Lincoln. I think he's okay with giving the Nazis symbol if he's gonna I'm like not saying that as a human person, but as an actor, he gets what he's what he has to do as a as an actor. Um no, that's oh that's great. I love that. Um it was also Robert California in the office. <laughs> That's exactly what I was picturing. Do we have to remember that he was in the office? <laughs> um, I mean, he was better than Will Ferrell, but... Uh, um, Heidi, who'd you have for Dr. Strangelove? That was Tilda Swinton as well. And that oh, was the original. Right. Yeah, it that's had right. Peter Sellers. And that was the role that I was like, oh my gosh, Tilda Swinton and this would be, That'd be really I love cool. them. And yeah. that would be amazing. And yeah. like, I just picture also too, like um, they, they're just such a chameleon. So I just think they would really go all into it. And I just yeah. see like, um, Tilda also has a lot of cameos in like Jim Jarmusch movies and Wes Anderson movies and I just can really picture, I can even picture the three roles being like maybe one of them being gender bent and then two others still being male. Like I can just picture that happening. Yeah, I can see But that. Tilda Swinton was what I first went because of this one part. Yeah. So I, like you, Jen, I was, I was going back and forth for a while about what Muppet, I did think of Kermit for a little while only because of Muppet Most Wanted with the, um, I can't remember the um, Kermit look. Constantine. Thank you. Um, Constantine. I was I was thinking of that too, but at the same time, I was like, why am I thinking about that? I hate that movie. Um, so I was then thinking, all right, it's it's a male or it's a it's a human, and then I said, well, it's going to be a male because I wouldn't want any other woman to have to <laughs> give a Nazi symbol and all that kind of stuff. And I had two in mind, and I'll tell you who the runner up was. Um, the runner up was uh, uh, Gary Oldman. I was this close, like very close to Gary Oldman um, doing that, but I decided to go with my love of an actor more. I have Robert Downey Jr. as Dr. Strangelove. I can so oh, that's really see interesting. it. Another man, I mean, Gary Oldman is the ultimate chameleon in terms of actors, you know, old school actors. But mm. Robert, Robert Downey Jr. is very unsung when it, if you look at his filmography, you go from Iron Man, you have uh, Less Than Zero, you have um, Home for the Holidays, you have all these bit parts that he played. You know, obviously he was struggling as well, but you also have, he played Chaplin. Like he, he actually already had yeah. a, a Nazi, uh, you know, the Hitler look from uh, when they recreated the great dictator in Chaplin. So you, you, you've got that, that um, great roundedness that he has. And you know that, uh, that he would be so into the role. I mean, this is a man who did blackface for Tropic Thunder. So, I mean, I think he can really do anything, honestly. Um, all right. So. Uh, let's also go to the Soviet ambassador, uh, Alexa Zadisky. Um, Jen, who'd you have? 
I feel like this one may have been a slightly obvious pick, but I went with Bobo Bear, um, mainly because he <laughs> looks a lot like the actor. <laughs> you should get about Bobo. I, uh, he's I forgot really, about him. Uh, <laughs> I have a good one. Yeah. Plus, you know, bears in Russia. Oh, that's true. Oh, that's true. you're brilliant. Would he have his usual? He would have his usual voice, right? They wouldn't put on it. Oh, of course, yeah. yeah. He, he wouldn't attempt a Russian accent at all. <laughs> I can't do a good Bobo. Um, that's great, um, Heidi. Who'd you have for uh, the uh, Soviet ambassador? I got really lazy with this one. I was originally going to do Constantine from Muppets Most Wanted, but then I chose a human. Um, I chose Kayvon Novak from the What We Do in the Shadows TV show. Um, his comedy is amazing and he's like hilarious and he does the Russian act. I don't know if it's Russian, but he does an accent on that show. But I looked up pictures of him and I can totally see him playing an ambassador or politician when he's all polished up. And what we do in the shadows, he has like the long hair and everything, but his looks, like he, he could pull it off and I think he would be great. And he's very quirky and has that like, he would just great go very well with an ensemble of Muppets. <laughs> that's who i chose <laughs> that's that's good um yeah i can see that i can see that um yeah I, if you look at pictures of him not as the character you can see it <laughs> so i feel like the soviet ambassador within the context of the movie kind of is he's a little bit sardonic and a little bit sarcastic and kind of you know the fish out of water character because all everyone else is american but he's all, obviously has a real control of everything and immediately orders uh a fish and eggs and <laughs> havana cigars so i immediately thought of which which muppet character to me is the most smug and to me that's uh pepe the king prawn so i made oh, pepe, pepe. pepe pepe the uh uh, uh the uh, ambassador um, just for the smugness and just for, just also for him being like, a, you know, I don't have a phone, man. <laughs> I love him. I just love Pepe. Pepe's um, in my cast as well, but in a very, very different role. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited to hear it. And uh, I think the only one while we're here is uh, Miss Scott. And I know you said you did a gender bend for uh, Miss Scott uh, Turkinson's secretary mistress. Um, Jen, who do you have? Oddly enough, that's who I cast as Pepe. <laughs> that's right, I cast Pepe. Because <laughs> he's kind of a himbo. <laughs> you have Pepe with uh, 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 Miss Piggy as Turgeson? That's hilarious. Yep. I love that. I love that. Um, I like, um, I thought, you know who I thought you were going to cast when you said it was gender bent at first? I thought you were going to cast Chris Emsworth. <laughs> I don't know why. That'd be a good one. That'd be hilarious. He's always playing those like male bimbos. <laughs> I mean, he basically is. Um, uh, uh, I love him. He's so sweet. Heidi, who do you have for um, Miss or Miss Scott? Um, so it's Scott? a lazy guess. I casted. Yeah. Um. You know, Kermit was my buck, so I casted Miss Piggy. But you know, just to be. But I do want to add something to this. If I were to do a human, I would have gone with, because my sister sends me quotes and videos of her all the time. So we have this like 
love for her is Jennifer Coolidge. <laughs> you know? yes, she would be so good. I could see that. With all, <laughs> if with I were to cast a human, yeah. I would have put her. So this Peggy calls out sick that day, Jennifer Coolidge could step in and totally work it. <laughs> I consider Jennifer Coolidge for Dr. Strangelove, actually. <laughs> <laughs> She's perfect. Um, favorite Jennifer. I love her. Favorite Jennifer Coolidge is um, a mighty wind when she's talking about she's talking to the guy about the trains and she says, "Well, thank God for model trains, otherwise they wouldn't have gotten the idea for the big ones." <laughs> My um, sister has been sending me videos of her reading the night before Christmas, and they're hilarious. And it's like Jennifer Coolidge invented Christmas. <laughs> basically, um, so I had Miss Piggy as well, but I had a thought that Stanley Kubrick would obviously use it to the advantage. So instead of Miss uh, Scott calling Turkison uh, from the thing, Piggy would just storm in and be like, "Why aren't you back?" In like, like, like the nighty she's in and all that kind of stuff, and like Piggy like trying to get uh, Turkison back, and it's like, "No, go away, leave me alone." Um, so I added a little bit of that to, to, to the character, but that's fine. Um, all right, let's move, let's move to Ripper's office. So let's start with uh, Group Captain Lionel Mandrake, the British uh, RAF exchange officer. Uh, Jen, who'd you have for uh, Mandrake? This is where I cast Kermit. Um, I feel like Kermit would be a pretty good Captain Mandrake. He's um, also one of the more... Um, straightforward characters um trying his best to hold, hold it together and get the codes from um general ripper and everything um so i, I feel like that was where i wanted to see kermit yeah i can see that although i love i love um uh, <laughs> him doing the uh uh what what you see is uh the string in my leg is gone <laughs> I love that line for some reason. Heidi, who'd you have for Mandrake? It was Tilda again. Oh, that's right. Um, I forgot. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Tilda Swinton. Can't go wrong. <laughs> is she, and she is she British? Am I wrong? Is she British? I believe so. I'm not a hundred percent sure. Yeah. So she had. Yeah. She should have a. a, a they have. A, excuse me. They'd have a modern. Um, they'd have a good accent to it. I was hearing yeah. American exactly. actors try mm -hmm. to have, have British accents. Um, so I made Scooter my Mandrake, just because I think he's he's hilarious when he's scared. <laughs> That's honestly why. Yeah. Um, easy. So now we go to uh, the, the reason that the movie happens in the first place, the instigator of all the action, Brigadier General Jack D. Ripper. Um, Jen, who would you have for a Ripper? This is my second human role, and I chose Brian Cranston. Ooh. I think you would just knock that out of the park. That's good. That's I'm wow. proud of you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Never would have thought of Cranston, but that, yeah, that's good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Nice. Yeah, I give that to you. That's good. Um, Heidi, who'd you have for uh, uh, Jack Ripper? I have Sam the Eagle because we need somebody serious. Um, I couldn't think of anybody else but Sam the Eagle, but I did think of two humans afterwards. I thought, you know, Sam calls out sick, you know, he could have a case of the Muppet flu or something. Um, either J.K. Simmons or Idris Elba would be pretty good for I that. Could, I, could see, I could see either one. 
Um, mm-hmm. So I so I went I went with Sam Eagle only for the sole purpose of hearing Sam Eagle say, um, "We cannot allow communist infiltration to sap and purify all of our precious bodily fluids." <laughs> <laughs> that would be so worth it. Um, and then also finishing up the uh, the group that's on the ground, um, Colonel Bat Guano, who was played by the wonderful um, uh, Keegan Wynn. Uh, just dense and absolutely ridiculous. Uh, um, what does he say? You know, you better get the person on the phone. You know what's going to happen? What? You're going to have to answer the Coca-Cola company. <laughs> Jen, yeah. who'd you have for Bacuano? So that line was what sealed it for me for casting because I heard that in Sam the Eagle's voice. As I, that's, <laughs> that's where I got to put him. <laughs> We're about to hear from the Coca-Cola company. <laughs> and then you have to throw in Sam just saying, you're all weirdos at some point. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so best, best line ever. <laughs> you're all weirdos. <laughs> Heidi, who'd you, who'd you have for back one up? I actually chose it because of that one line, too. And I chose the Gonzo the Great because I could picture him saying the line, then breaking the fourth wall and making a Coca-Cola advertisement out of it. <laughs> I like that. Um, so I, so as I was saying before, Bean Bunny doesn't get enough love, but Bakwano is also incredibly dense and is abused, which Bean Bunny is. So I have Bean Bunny as my Bakwano, um, just because I think it would be hilarious for Bean Bunny to show up with this huge rifle and be like, "All right, let's step out and step out of here." <laughs> trying to give orders that like that just that just makes me laugh that just makes me laugh so much um okay i think that's all on the ground so now we come to the plane so the plane that's going over and of course we we have to start with major t j king kong uh amazingly brought to life by slim pickens in one of his greatest roles ever um Next to Blazing Saddles. Uh, Jen, what is your, who is your pick for uh, Major Kong? I went back and forth on this a lot, but I settled on Gonzo um, because I feel like I could definitely picture Gonzo riding um, a nuclear bomb down to the bitter end, dying his way to disaster. Um, but also because there's like a poetic quality about Major Kong, where he's kind of describing what the standards are for um, operating this plane, and he's like very I don't know, committed to the mission. And um, yeah, I feel like Gonzo could do that justice. Um. Uh, I know I'll, I'll get to you in a minute, but I will agree. I actually had Gonzo as um, I my, almost did. my major Kong too, only because I can hear him going through the survival kit, uh, 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 survival <laughs> kit check, which I do want to play really quickly. One forty-five caliber automatic, two boxes ammunition, four days concentrated emergency ration, one drug issue containing antibiotics, morphine. Vitamin pills, pet pills, sleeping pills, tranquilizer pills, one miniature combination Russian phrase book and Bible, $100 in rubles, $100 in gold, nine packs of chewing gum, one issue of prophylactics, three <laughs> sticks, three pair of nylon stockings, 
Shoot, I felt like I'd have a pretty good weekend in Vegas with all that stuff. I love that scene. Um, okay, Heidi, who'd you have for uh, Major Con? So for a few, two roles in this, I have, you know how Muppets um, sometimes likes to kind of break the rules and put like, like in um, Muppet Christmas Carol, they had the person asking for donations be two characters. You know, they sometimes do that. They split that. So I have a human and then he's wearing a cowboy hat. He says the lines and then he passes the baton by giving the cowboy hat to a Muppet. So hear this out. And this is an actor that I'm not a huge fan of. I do respect some of their acting, but overall, I'm just like, not a big, the biggest fan, but I do have Matthew McConaughey saying those lines <laughs> because it's just so McConaughey. And then he takes off the hat to ride the bomb and passes it to Animal. <laughs> I can see that. Animal. Yeah. He's just going down. Animal. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. yeah. I can picture Animal just riding because I'm like, I like it has. I, I was like because Animal can't say all those great lines. Yeah, exactly. But I, and you need a Muppet writing it. So I was like, how about I split this character in half and like make it more silly all right, all than right, it already all, is? All right, all right, all right. Exactly, and you have to include that in. Four you have pro, to include that in. Or pro for it's like, I, I like Matthew McConaughey and like. Mm. <laughs> yes. Four, four I like Matthew McConaughey and like. <laughs> Anything that's stick. not a rom-com, Hannah. <laughs> three, three, yeah, I thought you were going to go with Owen Wilson. <laughs> oh, he, oh, he, he would have been good, too. Three, three nylon stockings. Shoot, a, a man could have a great time in Vegas with all that stuff. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. 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 I think you have to include the all right, all right, all right. At the very it. end of the all right, all right. Yeah. Well, with <laughs> Owen, and then passes what, it on to Animal. Well, Owen Wilson, what would it be? It would be like... um. Wow. Uh, well, my <laughs> husband does the best Owen Wilson impression. Wow. He's in the other room watching um, wow. something. Wow. Uh, three antibiotics, two lipstick, nylon star. Wow. Some guy could have a great old time in Vegas with all this stuff. Wow. <laughs> Maybe we should cast both of them and then they both pass the baton to Animal. I don't know. But it those, three, oh, it man, takes three that. people to play Kong. Um, okay. <laughs> um, we also have... Uh, blah, 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 blah. So we also have Captain Ace Owens, who's the co-pilot of the B-52, who's the first one who says, you might uh, find this... Inter- uh, no, never mind. Um, but he's like, where the hell is Major Kong? So um, uh, did you have someone for uh, Ace Owens, Jen? Yes, I chose Ralph. Oh, mm. Me too! <laughs> that is me too! The only one I would just supply a plane. <laughs> yes! Yes! I love it! So I actually had Rizzo the Rat since I have Gonzo as Kong. So Rizzo would be in, in the back and I could just hear Rizzo again oh. in the New York accent being like, where's Major Kong? Uh, um, and also, who did you have for the, uh, his name is Lothar Zog, the um, uh, uh, James Earl Jones uh, role in it, who's the bombardier. Um, Jen, who'd you have for that? So I chose Fozzie Bear. Um, because I can picture in the whole sequence where he's trying desperately to um, get the doors to open, um, turning into this total slapstick ridiculousness um, with Fozzie. So um, yeah, Fozzie. Nice. Heidi, who'd you have? I have um, an actor, human. I have Jeffrey Wright. 
because I wanted to think of somebody who had a great voice, but not somebody who could place James Earl Jones. I love Jeffrey Wright's voice. I think it's just like perfect. And I like to see him work with Rolf the dog. <laughs> Jeffrey Wright is so underrated. Um, between, he's so good. Between him and Angels America and NW, two of my favorite roles he's ever played when he played Colin Powell and the great role in Angels in America. Um, great monologues. Um, so <laughs> I had Animal for Zog, just because of all the buttons, you can just hear him go, bomb, bomb the Ruskies, bomb the Ruskies. <laughs> um, so, and just really quickly, honestly, for the rest of the plane, that's where I had, because Animal's already there, the rest of them are Electric Mayhem. So whoever else is there, like Floyd is the navigator and, you know, uh, you know, Zood and Janice, like wow, what yep. <laughs> something's come up on yeah. this. Something's come up on the uh, CMU. <laughs> um, did you have any other um, Muppets that I missed? Add penguins for everybody else. Just anything that <laughs> needs to get filled in would be penguins. I had chickens. I was just about to say, I'm surprised no one had chickens. Um, I, I had chickens. Oh, I love chickens. Yeah. I don't know if you guys ever um, there's a um, there's a version of Hamilton online with all the Muppets mm -hmm. and Angelica yeah. is played by uh, 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 Gonzo's girlfriend, the chicken. So very weird. Very I remember weird. that. Um, all right, so that is our list. Uh, um, pretty much a quick episode, but it is still a lot of fun to do this. Um, this is the second time we've done that. We did the the Tempest before, um, and we will find other ones that we want to do. And we're going to probably get darker. I mean, um, the Muppets doing Fight Club would be amazing. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding, but I not really. Seen that tweet. Somebody did something on Twitter that was like. All right, ready, go. Muppet movie, but only keep one human in the cast. And my oh, yeah. favorite comment was Sil Captain America Civil War. <laughs> it was Chris Hemsworth and all the Muppets in the elevator scene. <laughs> I can see that too. Anyone, <laughs> anyone want to get out? Now's the time. Chris Evans. Chris Evans. There you go. Well, <laughs> I just picture well, that. We'll probably get to Muppets Avengers, so that will probably be in the future anyway. But we'll we'll save that for another time. Muppets um, Seven Steel. Let's get really let's get really dark and really serious. No, I'm just I, kidding. I would need, I, I, that. I would definitely need to see again before I I cast any of my Muppets in the Seventh Seal. I would love to do it, but I'm, I, I haven't seen that movie in a long time. Um, <laughs> well, then we can go. Muppets the Lobster. No, we're not going there. Muppet. <laughs> that might be a little too bad. No, Muppets mid <laughs> Midsummer. That would be a little too far, you know. Oh, it, I still have. I still haven't seen that one. Me neither. I think I wanted to see, and my husband was like, "We're not watching it." It's a little disturbing. I mean, it's not. It's not little. It's a lot disturbing. And if anyone out there was ever researched any cults like you know jo uh people's temple jonestown heaven's gate or anything like that oh my god it is so close to what what those all were for um it's just nuts um but we could always do wes anderson muppets we could always do uh paul thomas anderson since the liquor actually um as we're recording and i think licorice pizza comes on sale tomorrow which not one of my favorite movies but i love paul thomas anderson um 
<laughs> Daniel Day Lewis in uh, There Will Be Blood and the rest of it on Muppets. <laughs> <laughs> the Big Lebowski with Muppets, only John Goodman. <laughs> I could see that. I could see that. Or, uh, <laughs> or, or Bar- just because of the line, am I the only one around here who gives a shit about the role? <laughs> That'd be perfect. Actually, that would be that would be I perfect. Stop um, that. Um, I my husband and I constantly talk about Muppets Grand Budapest Hotel. Constantly talk. Like Mu- during the first year of her daughter's yeah. life, that's all she heard us talk about. No, Mu- Muppets Fargo. Muppets Fargo would be. <laughs> <laughs> Muppets Shining. Ooh, yeah, you could do that, or yeah. Yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll continue with the Kubrick. <laughs> yeah, we could do all, the whole Kubrick Muppets and Barry Lyndon Muppets and Lolita. Although that would be quite disturbing. <laughs> Muppets. And I know. I, I mean, I am shot. thinking of one. Um, I am thinking of one Italian film, and I don't want to even want to name it. It's I will, will never watch it. It's on the Criterion list, and um. Bill Hader pointed it out as um, a great first date movie, but it's like, if you read the Wikipedia, it's about, it's like, just close the laptop. I tried to <laughs> read about it and I couldn't even, I will never see this movie, but Muppets that, no. <laughs> but I won't even oh, say the name of the film. It disturbs me so much. <laughs> okay, but we will, so we will return to this um, uh, uh, topic again, um, but it, as always, it's a nice excuse to hang out with Heidi and Jen, who come as a package, by the way, which I love. This is like the dream team right here, the, the dream casting team, if you will, um, which is a lot of fun. have for the same idiot, so. <laughs> An idiot 100%. <laughs> I mean, it works. It works perfectly. But anyway, um, thank you all for listening. This was a, a lovely, fun, quick episode, and uh, uh, what is your dream casting of if you did Muppets with Dr. Strangelove, uh, email me at matthew.garland at gmail.com. Uh, check out other episodes and have yourself a wonderful night. And let's have the end of Dr. Strangelove uh, uh, take us out for, for safe measures. Prevent them from taking over other mindshacks in order to breed more prodigiously than we do, thus knocking us out in superior numbers when we emerge. Mr. President, we must not allow a mindshack gap. Sir. I have a plan. Monsieur! Has it worked? We'll meet again. Don't know where. Don't know where. But I know we. What would you give to never have to worry about the way your body looks ever again? Hi, I'm Jackie, body image expert, confidence coach, and owner of Confident Girl Hotline. We are here to help you heal the relationship you have with your body by healing the trauma in your body that has been inflicted upon you by the diet and wellness industry. We do this through somatic healing. We are running one-on-one sessions, virtually, group classes, and even doing workshops for both adult women and teen girls. Please check us out at www.confidentgirlhotline.com. We're also on Instagram and TikTok.
When you're looking to plan your next Disney World, Disneyland, or Disney Cruise Line vacation, we suggest you reach out to Danielle Elliott at Marvelous Mouse Travels. Danielle is a long, uh, lifelong Disney enthusiast, a former Walt Disney World cast member, and a graduate of the College of Disney Knowledge. When you book with her, your booking includes 100% free concierge-level services, uh, some of which include customizing the perfect Disney vacation package for you and your family and your budget, uh, booking those difficult-to-secure fast passes and dining reservations, uh, providing tips and tricks to get out the most of your vacation, and more. Uh, Danielle also monitors Disney promotions to help you save money for those uh, Disney trip veterans still be in control of all the details. Danielle will take care of all your needs so you can have all the fun and truly say Akuna Matata throughout your time at Disney. Contact her for your free quote at danielle.elliot at marvelousmousetravels, one word, dot com, or by messenger, messen, messaging her on her Facebook page.